Our scripture uh, reading for today comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verses 1 to 10. Let us listen for God's word for us this morning. I assure you that whoever doesn't enter into the sheep pen through the gate, but climbs over the wall, is a thief and an outlaw. The one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The guard at the gate opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Whenever he has gathered all of his sheep, he goes before them, and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger, but will run away because they don't know the stranger's voice. Those who heard Jesus use this analogy didn't understand what he was saying. So Jesus spoke again. I assure you that I am the gate of the sheep. All who came before me were thieves and outlaws, but the sheep didn't listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief enters only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came so that they could have life, indeed, so that they could live life to the fullest. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. One of the easiest manners in which we lose our way occurs when we limit the life of faith to a series of transactions, and we see Jesus in the same light. Our culture can be so transactional. And so it's easy to think of our life of faith in the same terms. And yet, it is not a series of one-time actions or decisions exchanged between us and God. We believe, God saves, we are good, God rewards, we sin, God punishes, we give, God gives back, action and reaction, tit for tat. The economy of God is not a transactional one. The economy of Jesus isn't either. The life of faith is relational, not transactional. When Jesus tells us, I am the way, the truth, the life, he is speaking in relational terms. The life of faith is not simply believing his statement is true and getting a heavenly reward as a result. The life of faith is entering into a relationship that grows out of love, unfolds over time, and guides and shapes us along the way. It is learning to trust the one who is our way, our truth, our life, and to follow his lead. Wherever that following takes us, and however that following will continue to shape us. Similarly, there are two ways we can view graduation. You can view it in transactional terms. A student does the coursework, earns the credit, and gets a diploma as a result. Yet when we look at one person's journey up close, we got one in the room today, we realize it can be so much more than that. There are teachers, coaches, mentors that pour into students as they walk with them, Revealing to them their inherent worth, building their confidence, and inspiring their curiosity. Students get to discover what they love, 
what interests them. They get to experiment with different classes and activities. They get to be challenged, face hard things, realize they have the capacity to find their way through with others by their side. Yes, in the end, they do the coursework, get the credit, earn the diploma, but the journey along the way, the getting there, is what shapes them prepares them for the next chapter, helps them discover who they are, and invites that discovery to continue from there. It was in the middle of her journey that author Dorothea Benton Bath encountered our scripture for today anew. Realizing that Jesus as the gate or door was more than a one-time passageway. She reflects, I am the door, said Jesus. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The door is open, she asks. I had always imagined that the door was a one-way proposition. You went in and there inside the sheep pen, you are safe, saved, one of the flock. I never noticed the claws will go in and out indicating that the door might swing toward the world as well. Perhaps the spiritual life was not about finding the right box or a bigger cage, but wandering into pastures, following the light, crossing the bridge, not hemmed in by walls, but walking in the open. At the end of our scripture today, Jesus tells us, I came so that they could have life. Indeed, so that they could live life to the fullest. This fullness of life is not found in the sheep pen alone. It is not about a one-time transactional exchange that leads us to a protected life of comfort and security in the pen. The fullness of life Jesus longs for us is found in the coming in and the going out. It's trusting our relationship with the shepherd enough to know his voice, to follow where he calls, to know that wherever he leads can and will be home for us because he is there. Y'all, it isn't healthy for livestock to stay in one place. We uh, saw that last week on our farm. If you were here last week, I shared these pictures um, of uh, our muddy mud pit because we were having to limit our mamas to one particular area. You also know this if you drive by a feedlot, your nose will tell you it is not the healthiest thing for livestock uh, to stay in one place. That E. coli breakout a few years back because spinach was contaminated from runoff from a feedlot, right? It's not uh, the healthy thing for livestock to stay in one place. And the same is true for us as well. Our lives aren't meant to be lived pinned up. We aren't meant to be stagnant. For us to experience fullness of life, the journey has to keep unfolding. There must be a going out and a coming in for us to continue to grow. Jesus is to be our way, which isn't a one-time choice, belief, or transaction. It's a lifelong relationship. A journey that keeps unfolding as our relationship with our shepherd keeps on shaping us, leading us toward life. 
In her book, Journey Inward, Journey Outward, Elizabeth O'Connor tells the story of a Christian community centered in two spiritual journeys, the coming in and the going out. The interior journey toward knowing our true self and knowing God, and the journey directed outward into the world to enact God's justice and love. Another way to capture this same rhythm can be found in a Mary Oliver poem, Breathe it all in, love it all out. If we will trust the one who is our way, Jesus will guide our comings in and our goings out. He will watch over these rhythms that lead us to life and life for our world. Just as the rhythm of our breath is life-giving to us, the rhythm of moving in and out in our spiritual lives is life-giving as well. Jesus draws us in to remind us that we belong to him and to the flock, that we are loved and cared for, and then Jesus leads us out to share of that same love and care for the world. As we move inward and outward, our experiences shape us and help us to grow. The inward journey empowers and informs the outward one, just as our outward journey empowers and informs our inward one. Coming in and going out, led by the one who is our way, our truth, our life. So yesterday, um, all that green grass we have been trying to grow had finally gotten rooted enough and the ground had gotten firm enough that we were able to let two of our mamas and their babies out onto it for the first time. We opened up the gates to their paddocks and led them out into the green pasture and watched them delight in what they found there. Mamas grazed contentedly, their littles began to as well, as they also took in with wonder and joy green grass, wide open space, life as it is meant to be, life in all its fullness. I call those piglet zoomies. <laughs> it isn't healthy for animals to stay in one place. It isn't healthy for us to either. Which is why our life of faith is not just about belief or a one-time decision and the reward it offers. It's why our life of faith is about a journey of trust that keeps on unfolding as the one who is our way leads our comings in and our goings out, helps us find new pasture, helps us discover our home can be found wherever our good shepherd takes us. Jesus is our way, our truth, our life, who came so that we could have life. Indeed, so that we could live life to the fullest. Amen.